Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. You know, I still get hyped up every time I hear that wonderful announcer voice say my name. You he always he always does. We need to get a hold of this guy again. You know we do. We get him on the show, see yeah. what he's up to. I'm pretty sure I still have his number. I mean, it was a while ago that I connected with him, but I'm pretty sure if I could if I could reach out to him again, maybe get him to jump on for an episode or two. Man, like we'll see. Just the best introduction. He did our intro and our outro for us. Yeah. And uh yeah, he was good. Apparently he's a uh, I don't know him personally. What's his name? I don't I don't remember. I don't remember. I used him um like I, I hired him to do this. Uh, and he, uh, like he's a professional voice actor in the States. So I can look him up though. I'll find him. Well, he's professional. He does he a is, great job. He is very professional. Uh, we got some things to talk about today. We're going to start off with, uh, something that's near and dear to our Toronto hearts. Um, it's an exciting time in Toronto sports right now because the Blue Jays, uh, have clinched a playoff spot. Boys they, are back. The boys are back. They have clinched home turf for this weekend's um new and improved wildcard series it's the first year they're doing a best of three wildcard series and not a best of one um so the blue jays are taking on seattle this weekend in toronto starting friday nights are you excited neil i am i am very excited josh there's I, uh, let me just say like okay, the, go. the blue jays this regime like the <laughs> bobajet the vladdy they went to the playoffs against Tampa, and there was no one at the stadium. Do you remember this? this that was like, in the COVID, yeah. This is during COVID. Yeah. Bo Bichette earlier this week even said, he's like, yeah, I don't really feel like I've been to the playoffs before. And mm-hmm. He hasn't been in a playoff atmosphere before. That was Vladdy that uh, came out and said that he talked to Encarnacion and Bautista, mm-hmm. and they both said, you haven't experienced Toronto until you've experienced playoff Toronto. Playoff Toronto is a wild place i still like get goosebumps every time i think of the bat flip the game the home run the game five there's, seventh inning bat flip there's also some honorable mentions like in a wild card a few years back when encarnacion hit that home run off ubaldo jimenez to win puts the game his, puts his arms up in the air as soon Just as he hits it because he two knows right away up. yeah he's like it's over yeah. um but yeah, I mean, the Blue Jays haven't really been on national television much this year, Mm-mm. so it'll be great. I think they're going to get a primetime spot here uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday as well, yeah. uh, going into the playoffs. Um, what do you think is going to happen here? Like, Are you excited for the prospects here? They're up against Seattle, uh, who is in a similar scenario, like similar position as the Blue Jays are, where they're very young. They've made a few trades. They've bolstered their rotation. They've they got took some ex- Robbie Ray from us. Took Robbie Ray from us. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also have a few young phenoms themselves, right? Like, so what do you think is going to happen here? I think, um, in my professional opinion, I think the Jays should make and will make quick work of the Seattle Mariners. Seattle um, just ended their very long playoff drought. Um, and I was... I wanted to face Seattle instead of uh, the Rays, and those were those are the three teams that are in the wild card position right now: uh, the Jays, the Mariners, and the Rays. Um, because the Rays know us very well, we know the Rays very well. We're in the same division, um, 
But uh, Seattle, we haven't played as much. Seattle doesn't know how to combat um, an at-bat against Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Mm-hmm. Like this, this just not something that they've they've faced enough, and Tampa has. So I'm glad we're facing Seattle. Um, Manoa has been named the starter for Game One. Hell yeah, yes. Um, he is our ace, uh, and he's been that way the entire season. Um, so of course he's going to get the start, um, and he's going to start us off strong. And I think we should, like I said, make quick work of Seattle and move on to the next round. Do you think that? Um the Blue Jays resting their starters because they're in a they're on a doubleheader today, being Wednesday, Which, October fifth. It sucks because the game last night got rained out. It got so rained they made out. It a doubleheader. It's a big deal that that got rained out. But yeah. do you think, um, with the way John Gibbons handled the starters seven years ago when they were in that playoffs, the starters then all of the bats went cold. Mm-hmm. They lost. It was almost like they lost their mojo. Do you think? For a team, a franchise that hasn't won in almost 30 years because they keep having poor management, you know, poor coaching. They fired their coach halfway through the year this year. This season, yeah. Do you think that their the decision to rest their starters is a bad one? Do you think that they should just continue playing so they don't lose that mojo? You got a guy like Whit Merrifield who's on fire right now mm-hmm. playing second base, right? Like he he's batting. He's found his bat again. Yeah. And that's, that was our concern when we acquired him halfway through the season from Kansas City. But you think it's a bad idea to, to rest your starters? See, I don't believe in the whole, you know, um, you have more time off than other teams and then you mm-hmm. get rusty. I don't think that's – you don't um, – you have an off season and you get rusty. Like yeah. it takes you some time to get back into the groove after an off season. After, you know, half a week, I don't think um, you'll have that same issue. Um, so I don't, I know, I don't think, um, it's a bad idea to, to rest our starters. Like we've been, a lot of our starters have been pretty injury prone this year. And I think that comes down to the decision-making here. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm not worried about that. Um, uh, it's a double header, so they're going to be playing a lot today. Mm-hmm. Um, I completely agree with, um, resting the starters, especially there's nothing else to play for today. Should be a really good, um, series altogether uh you're saying before we started recording that you think it's only gonna go two games it'll be yeah saturday night it'll be over yeah after they after they beat seattle Mm. who are the jays likely to face off against uh because you got the guardians against tampa yeah the guardians are against tampa i don't know like every any team can that's why I love the name wild card. It literally is a wild card. Any team can make it in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Manoa, I like our chances with because he's just been dominant in September. Uh, I He can go out there and pitch seven innings. It seems like the us. team's clicking at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're starting to get guys who, like Vladdy's hitting home runs again. Teoscar's hitting home runs again. Guys are starting to be excited, you know, now that – Playoffs had are a, a real thing. Shed out a hot off, run. Cooled off a little bit. But. Springer's being Springer, right? <clears throat> like, this team stacked. And, like, if they can actually, uh, like, put it all together and try every single play, then, yeah, this team's going to be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens here. Who do you want them to face in the next round? I would like to – I don't know if they're going to face the Yankees because of the, the record. I, I guess that's how it works in the second round. I think if they were to face the Yankees, it'll be in the conference. I don't want to face the Astros. 
you know, like that's I feel like they they have a shot against the Yankees. They beat up on Yankees pitching this year. Um the Yankees went cold for a long time. Yankees are also very injured. Um, they are injured. at this point. Chapman doesn't look like Chapman anymore. <laughs> There's been talks about Aroldis Chapman being released. I thought you were talking which, about Matt Chapman there for a second. I was like, oh, not Matt Chapman. Yeah. We're the fine. other Chapman. Our Chapman. Aroldis. Yeah. Um yeah, he doesn't look the same. Uh the Yankees team in general, like yeah, Garrett Cole's been Hit, like everyone's hidden him pretty well mm-hmm. uh, since he's not using his sticky stuff anymore. Uh, since he's not cheating anymore. Severino's back from, you know, a major injury. They do have some some good pitching, but again, I think that the Jays have a good chance against that team. The Astros are still really good. You know, Verlander's he's 40 there. years old. He's still got it. I mean, right? yeah, when you're married to Kate Upton, I think you can go out there and do whatever the hell you want. Um, yeah, no, I... I'm very excited for this series. Um, I think back to, there's this one video I continuously watch, and it's a promo video for the 2015 Jays. And we all remember the 2015 Jays. Um, and that playoff run, that amazing playoff run that they had. But yeah. it's literally a video to this, um, the tune of Thunderstruck by ACDC. I love that. It's so, and every time they like show someone hitting a bat, it's like the thunder coming down. Oh, it's so good. Thunderstruck's such a, like, it'll... No matter what, no matter what you're feeling, no matter how tired you are, no matter how sick you are, as soon as you put on Thunderstruck... Yeah. I've got some breaking news. Oh, no. I've got some breaking news. Is it good news or bad? Okay, wait. I don't know. Take it however you want, but... Do I need to prepare myself for this? There's a time that the game got announced for, and it's not prime time. Or maybe it is prime time. Uh, the Blue Jays and Mariners will play at 4.07 Eastern time on you Friday and Saturday. you got to be if, kidding me. if there's me. a game three needed on Sunday, it'll be at 2.07. Are you fucking kidding me? That's where we're at. 4.07? 4 o'clock. A playoff game is being played at 4.07? Breaking news. It just got dropped eight minutes ago. Um, this is Canada's team. This is literally Canada's team, and you're giving them a 4 p.m. 4.07 on a Friday. On Why? On a Friday. People are going to have to leave work early to go to this game or take the day off to go to this game. Are you kidding me right yeah, now? I, didn't, I thought we had a chance at the 807 slot, but I guess not. Oh, that's such bullshit. What's the other wild card? It's Tampa versus uh, Washington or Cleveland, sorry. Cleveland, yeah. You're going to give that the primetime slot? The Tampa Bay Rays, the team that has maybe 30 people show up to their game, you're going to give them the primetime slot? It's embarrassing. What is going on here? It is embarrassing. Or it might be the NL wild card. I'm not sure. That pisses me off. A 407 slot. Let's see who got the 807. Just pulling it up right now. So, yeah, the Blue Jays have the 4 p.m. slot on Friday. The 807 slot's going to San Diego and New York Mets. Padres versus Mets? Yeah. Okay, I understand that a little bit Tampa, more than the Rays. Tampa, Cleveland, to your point, has a 12 o'clock slot. Okay, there we go. That makes F- more sense. Philly and St. Louis have <laughs> 2 o'clock. We have the 4 o'clock, and then San Diego, and the Mets have the 8 o'clock. That makes a little bit more sense. Uh, I'm glad that they're not giving the Rays um, a, the primetime slot, but I'm still pissed off that we didn't get the primetime slot. I know. And I understand that you don't want to have these games being played at the same time, so you have more viewership. But I think this, you know, this is an entire country watching this team, right? I think 
the viewership is going to be there if you put it in prime time. If you put it at 4.07, it's not necessarily going to be all there. Oh, everyone's still at work. Literally. Yeah. You're going to have people tuning in for like the seventh inning. I know. <laughs> Piss me off. Well, I'm glad we got our live reaction there. You got the that. live reaction. Wow. But two days away, Blue Jays kick off their playoffs against Seattle. Uh, shall we move on? We shall move on, uh, despite that little uh, aggressive uh, turn there. Um, you want to talk to a? Oh, boy. This, this situation has, um, you know, just taken over media for, for the last, uh, I guess, two weeks now. Because it started in, um, in week three. Well, actually, no, sorry. It started in week two. When, um, right, that was week two when he had the concussion and he got up and then he wobbled around and fell back. So Tua Tagovailoa, the quarterback a, for the Miami Dolphins. What a mess. In week two, he, um, he basically the, the, um, the symptoms he was, um, showing on the field were signs of a concussion. So he got hit in the head. Um, he got up, he, his legs were wobbling underneath him. They kind of folded up and he fell back down to the ground. Now, they were saying it was a back issue. Um, I mean, we've all seen the video. You can clearly see that it's just just, just not true. It's not a back issue. Um, and then he played the next week. And what happened, if you saw that game, um, it was the Thursday night game, so most people did see it. Um, but he was gobbled up. Um, he got sacked, and then he was thrown backwards to the turf, and his head bounced off the turf and immediately he went um, unconscious and his hands kind of locked up um, which I've learned recently and well I've I mean we've all seen it happen in hockey before when someone gets knocked out and their hands are kind of like up in a in a locked position Uh, we saw that with Tua um, and so immediately everyone's just fearing the worst Um, people have been fired over this consultants um doctors from the team have been fired over this um some doctors have come out and said that Tua should retire i don't know if you saw this but they came out and said he should retire uh the movie that the concussion movie that uh will smith um acted in the the actor that he was portraying or Mm -hmm. sorry the doctor that he was portraying came out and said that Tua should retire so i don't know i don't know how the where the miami dolphins go from here um, it's a very tricky situation. The issue with Tua is that he's not only small, like he's just, he's also not quick, right? And he, the combination of not being big enough or fast enough, like you can't evade anything, right? Like the damage is done, right? You're, you're kind of like in a position when you're a quarterback in the NFL where you have three strikes and that's it. The only way... Tua Tagovailoa was able to play this game as if he got cleared. The Miami Dolphins went above and beyond to cheat to mm-hmm. get their star quarterback, supposedly star quarterback, into the game because they're undefeated. They want to continue winning. They want yeah. to continue playing. So they they let they found some sort of loophole. They found some sort of scapegoat to blame it on and get him into the game. And then what happened? Further damage was done, right? Like, he's now basically... I don't understand how he's questionable this week to play. Mm-hmm. 
how it's even a question. The Miami Dolphins, the only way they can get out of this is if they put him on IR to save him. To save him as a human. To save as a him. human. Yeah. If he gets one more head injury. He could be done forever. He probably already is. Like, it's not like that's head trauma isn't something to fuck around with. It's not like a broken arm. You can't recover from that. Mm-hmm. It's lifelong effects. You don't regain brain cells after you lose them. And not only was he wobbly for that after that first hit, his neck and head got driven into the ground. It still hurts my stomach watching. Amazon Prime continued to yeah. show the footage over and over again when his head was driven into the ground. From what I understand, they got in some trouble for and that. Amazon Prime? Yeah. Good. It's like they continued to zoom in on his hand with like him being so like out of it and unconscious his hand was all like messed up it was literally like i was saying it was like cramped up it was locked up because he thought he was still in the play like he was unconscious and amazon prime is just zeroing in on that and it's just come on man like you're just have respect for the human at that point he's he's an nfl football player doctors cleared him to play i i don't understand Good that the doctor got fired. He should be sued because this is a person's life in their hands that they're saying, no, he's okay. Get him in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was paid off by the Dolphins to to have that clearance, but... Well, there is the investigation happening by the NFLPA. Um, they're, they're going after him. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with a lot of um, what the NFLPA has done over the years, you know, like trying to get Deshaun Watson a, a, a fewer game suspension. Um, but here they're, they're going pretty hard after the NFL um, and, you know, the misuse of this, this whole situation, um, the handling of the situation. So I, I don't know the, the investigation. I don't know how long it's going to take. Um, but I think some more things are going to be uncovered throughout this investigation. If anything's learned from this investigation, I really hope that the protocol is completely retooled with no loopholes. I also hope that p- players start to realize that life should always come before mm-hmm. football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're playing for contracts. Yeah, you're playing for your team, your country, your whatever it is. Two has had a, hint- a history of injuries since dating back to his quarterback quarterbacking days at Alabama. He's had injury history. Mm-hmm. He's a small guy, right? The wind can hurt him. Yeah. You know, um, that said, life is way more important. Like he hasn't even started his life yet. He hasn't gotten married. He hasn't, he doesn't have kids, mm-hmm. right? This is just a kid that was drafted in the first round a few years ago. He hasn't even started his life yet. That's way more important than football. I mean, right? look at uh, like Andrew Luck. Like, look at that whole situation. He yeah. he decided that his life was more important than, you know, shortening his life by playing football. And the concussion protocol and it and what it is, he decided to retire. I think he was 27 when he retired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we might see that with Tua. Calvin Johnson. Like, yeah. you look at all these players that have ended it. Luke Keekley. Like, these guys end their careers early because life is more important than football. Um, I'm going to use this segue here to yeah. transition to the complete opposite. Someone who puts football before life and, um, Oh, he puts football before everything. He puts football before everything. Um, and we will not see him retire at a young age because that young age has surpassed him. He is retiring out of one thing. He's retiring from his marriage. <laughs> that is 
Mr. I'm going to hang him up today, uh, Giselle. I'm going to hang him up. Mr. Tom Brady um, has, oh my gosh, the whole Tom Brady situation. It is honestly like a reality show. And I feel like we're following this as we're watching it on TV. And um, the most recent news is that Tom Brady and Giselle have hired divorce, divorce lawyers. Um, and uh, they're so they're apparently they're getting a divorce, and this is probably as a direct result of Tom deciding he wanted to go back and play for another season, um, as opposed to spending time with his family. Um, the the timeline of this is just so hilarious to me. Um, you know, he he decided that he was going to retire. Uh, he went away for a little bit in the summer. Probably spent a lot of time with his family. And then came out of retirement after spending time with his family. Get me out of here. <laughs> Get me the hell out of here. Um, went on a vacation with his family during training camp. Um, and then came right back from training camp. Um, or came right back to training camp, rather. Um, I don't know if he got plastic surgery or, or whatever during that time. But he definitely looks like he got a facelift. Um, and now he's back on the field. He does not look like the same Tom Brady of old. Um, and that probably has something to do with the fact that, you know, he lost Bruce Arians. He doesn't have the same same weapons on the field that he did last season. His offensive line is very depleted. Um, but we're just not seeing the same Tom Brady. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, the official news now is that him, him and Giselle are getting a divorce. That's... So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, Neil? I don't really have many thoughts on this. I mean, it's just, I, I just love that we're here uh, today um, on October 5th, 2002, talking about Tom Brady. 2002? 2022, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Scale I mean, back 20 years. We were probably <laughs> having a similar conversation in 2002. 2022. I just, you know, I, I love that this is a topic of discussion. And honestly, I think we all have other things to be concerned about in our own lives, aside from Brady and Giselle. Um, Tom and Giselle, um, obviously there are people in Florida, South Carolina, Puerto Rico, there's food prices going up, Mm -hmm. gas prices, paying bills. There's a lot to be concerned about in the world aside from Tom Brady. I think it's just enjoyable seeing Tom suffer a little, It is, you know, it It is, it really is, it is, it kind of, it warms my heart a little. It brings us all together. Seeing Tom, um, go through multiple rounds of, of plastic surgery, Mm -hmm. um, have a part in his hair that makes him look like he's 30 years older. Uh, and like a Sims character. Like you he just not... looks constructed now. Yeah. And I'm, if I were Giselle, I would have left his ass a long time ago in, in, in all truth here. But I'm now seeing on the news, Antonio Brown posting. Well, I'm not talking about him in Dubai showing his dick. Oh, no, I'm, just talk, I'm talking about Antonio I was Brown. I we would never talk about that. Shade, for some reason, has this beef with Tom Brady now. Um, throwing shade on Tom Brady while posting photo of himself hugging quarterback's wife amid this divorce. It was right after they won the Super Bowl. And Giselle was hugging Antonio Brown. And it looks like they're like about to kiss. So you've seen this? I've, yeah, I've seen it, yeah. And he posted that um, just with very little context. <laughs> just threw it up on Instagram. Um, everyone's kind of like, they just see Antonio Brown as like that weird uncle on social media that just like posts whatever he wants, um, thinking there's no repercussions for whatever he says. It's honestly amazing that Antonio Brown has any friends left. 
You know, every person on the planet is disposable to that guy. Yeah, clearly. You know, he is. He's gone way. He's gone way more chances than anyone else has. And he's always burned a bridge everywhere he's gone. Yeah. Oakland, when it was in Oakland, New England. New England played one game. Tom recruited him to Tampa, ran off the field. Yeah. CT is a real thing, guys. So many opportunities. Uh, but yeah, you you bring it back to you know that he's the only person that makes Kanye West seem sane. He's the only person. They, we should get them in a room together. Well, they are in the room together. They hang out all the time. Do they? Yeah. You know, I actually have seen them hang out before. Yeah. Now that I think about it, Tom Brady brought this motherfucker in to Tampa Bay, had him stay at his house mm-hmm. while they while he came to Tampa. Crazy man. Like, There's also uh, been you know certain. Um, sexual harassment allegations against Antonio Brown. So you, I like you, some people have told me like, you know, feel bad for the guy. Like he's mm-hmm. got like some CTE going on. Like, you know, I don't, I don't feel bad for this douchebag at all. No, no not at all. Uh, should we move on? Yeah. Um, do want to talk. I brought this up to pre-show here. Um, but obviously we've now completed four weeks of fantasy football. What's your record in our fantasy league, by the way? I am one in three. Uh, very, Undef- okay, now, under now ask performing. me what my, what my record is. What are you, like 5-0 and through four weeks somehow? Probably. I wouldn't put it past uh, me. Did you, did you give yourself an extra win there as you were seeming as you are the commissioner? <laughs> if I could do it, I would. I am 4-0 and in our league right, right now. Yeah, you, how many weeks are there in a season? Doesn't matter. I'll win them all. I'll make that bet right now. I'll you won't win them all. Uh, but we are here to talk about... Players that um, have severely underperformed mm-hmm. to this point through four weeks. And if you're in a position like me and you roster a few of these individuals and you know why you're one in three. Um, <laughs> we talked about an individual on here, but we have an all bust team through four weeks. So yep. these are players who have busted, uh, who have just not shown up, who have you probably spent a lot of draft capital on in your drafts. A lot of them are from the same team in this league. You, or this, uh, that the team that we've can com, combined here, a lot of them are from the same yeah, actual NFL. Yeah, team. they are, and that's the LA Rams, and they didn't show up on Monday, right? So they haven't showed up at all this season. Our all bust team through four weeks. Uh, let's start with quarterback, and our quarterback who is busted through the first four weeks, the aforementioned Matthew Stafford. So mm-hmm. we can kind of uh, Matthew Stafford is the one quarterback that I kind of had my reservations with going into the season because of his elbow. But we didn't know the offense was going to be this bad, right? They just won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They looked dominant. Is this the Odell Beckham sort of, like, are they just missing him? Or, like, is Matthew Stafford just a not, like, is has he just lost the magic? I think he's injured. Um, he's injured. Yeah, I think that's that's the only possible explanation here because the team is, you know, besides maybe losing Andrew Wentworth as part of your offensive line, like I, I don't know, like what else you can attribute this to, like losing Odell, like they didn't gain him last season until like very late in the season, mm-hmm. and you exchange Robert Woods with Allen Robinson, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, but like their team is mostly the same. Like, their defense is mostly the same. They just cannot get it done on offense. So I think Matthew Stafford is hurt. He has to be. I mean, it came out in the news this offseason that he was 
injured and his throwing arm wasn't feeling the same. I think that's what we're seeing. I think there's a lot of injuries in the NFL that they don't um, they don't like to disclose all of them, and I think this is one of them. Yeah, I, d- I don't see this team getting better before it gets worse. Uh, Matthew Stafford's just not getting the protection, like you mentioned, right? Yeah, they lost Andrew Whitworth, and they're not going to get any better until they show up their offensive line. Um, Matthew Stafford needs to learn to throw the to someone not named Cooper Cup. Yep. Um, he's throwing to everyone except for uh, a guy that was spent a lot of money on by this team over the offseason. That was Allen Robinson. So mm-hmm. we have, like you mentioned, we do have three players from the LA Rams. We have Cam Akers, who also is not, if you spent early draft capital on him, he's nowhere near what you invested in him. I mean, so Cam Akers and Allen Robinson. He was supposed to be the guy. I mean, we could put Daryl Henderson on this list too, but yeah. uh, Daryl Henderson wasn't drafted as high as Cam Akers was. So, you know, I was the one, I was one of the people that drafted him pretty high because, you know, you yeah. look at um, the the playoffs, like even though he didn't look great, he was getting all of the rushing attempts. I know, I know yes, Daryl Henderson was injured for most of the playoffs, but it they, they made it seem like Cam Akers was going to be the guy. And if you put, you know, any, pretty much any running back with relative skill on the LA Rams, chances are they're, or you would think they're going to pop off. And that just isn't happening for Cam Akers. He's not. It's been back and forth with um, who outtouches the other person um, between Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers from week to week. I would just stay away from this this running back. They just called up Malcolm Brown from the practice squad as well. So messy backfield. There is no clear cut number one in that backfield. I'm not. You you can't drop Cam Akers. He's not droppable at this point. You can't drop Matthew Stafford even though he was in our league. He was dropped in our league. Um, you can't... Can you drop Allen Robinson? I'm about to. Do you want to give him one more week? I think I I think I want to give him one more week on my bench. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because they just spent so much money on him. They brought him in to be... Not the savior, but they brought him in to get that volume here and to, you know, understanding that Cooper Cup is getting double covered almost every single play mm-hmm. thinking that should free up some space for Allen Robinson, but it's still all balls are just going to Cooper cup and Allen Robinson is getting like two, three targets a game and it's just not looking good. So I, I do want to, I want to see another week to see if this gets going. Cause it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Allen Robinson has a, had a really bad year last year, but that was on the bears. And so I don't know. People thought like we were going to get the Allen Robinson of old uh, coming over to LA and it just has not happened. So I don't know. I don't, I don't understand it. So we're going to give it another week. At least I am. A couple other players that we have on our all bus team here. Uh, Alvin Kamara. This isn't really performance based. It's more so a lot of people spent draft capital on Alvin Kamara, maybe in the late second, early third rounds when he's usually a first rounder. Um, this is probably due to the fact that he was due to be suspended this year and he may as well have been because he's still missing games, right? So you're not getting the return on value there with drafting him where you drafted him. So I'm not going to talk too much about that. He should play this week. Hopefully he doesn't have a last minute sit out. He screwed a lot of fantasy managers over last week by sitting out last minute in that early game as well. 9.30 a.m. game. It was the London game, yeah. Uh, so other players I want to talk about here, 
DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, and Kyle Pitts. And if you have DJ Moore, the worst statistical efficient quarterback in the league this year is Baker Mayfield. And the mm-hmm. the drop off from this former number one quarterback is Insane. substantial. Like Insane. to the point where people in Carolina now are actually booing him. They're not only booing him, but they're now awaiting the return of Sam Darnold. Like they're patiently, anxiously, nervously, excitedly waiting the return of Sam Darnold, who is Kakapupu himself. <laughs> you're not wrong. That's how bad it is in Carolina. Analysis. Right. Like <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fair. They they are stuck with um two very high drafted yeah. uh, quarterbacks, but very underperforming. DJ Moore, who is a top twenty wide receiver, probably top ten if he has a decent quarterback, mm-hmm. just is not that. If you have DJ Moore on your team, are you dropping him? Uh, again, um, I I'm not usually one to overreact. Depends on how your season's going, right? Like if you're zero and four, I think there are better options out there on the waiver wire. If you're four and zero like myself, um, I think you can hang on. That's the reason I'm hanging on to Allen Robinson. You have time to wait it out. I have time to wait. Um, but another person I'm very excited to talk about is Cal Pitts, because just the, what is happening here? What is going? Arthur on? Smith, the head coach of the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I don't understand you. If you're listening to this show, and I think you are, because you need our insight, mm-hmm. Arthur Smith, like you drafted. Kyle Pitts as the highest tight end ever drafted. Fourth overall. He is a freak of nature. He is 21 years old. And then last year, or this past draft class, you spend more draft capital on Drake London. Seventh. Only to run the ball. Every single play. With Marcus Mariota. Cordell, Corderell ba- Patterson. Oh my God, Neil. Cordero Patterson. Jesus. <laughs> Corderell Pattinson. <laughs> oh my. Anyways, yes, you were saying. Tyler Algier. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're running the ball. And fine, run the ball. But Kyle Pitts has had one touchdown his entire career. He has 10 catches through four weeks. He is a mismatch every single play, and he's not getting the ball. And that is why fantasy managers are frustrated. They spent early draft capital on on, on him this year. And if you own him like I do, mm-hmm. you're 1-3 or 0-4. Oh That's just the nature of the beast. That's Yeah, because you spent a very, like you said, a very high draft capital to get Kyle Pitts. You either took him in the second or third round. And you can't not start him. Like, no. he is, the tight end position is so thin like you're not gonna find value there i mean you're gonna have to continue to start confidently kyle pitts and you're probably gonna continue losing but that's the that's at least you have a scapegoat at least you have that to blame yeah um is kyle pitts um on the trading block for you yeah but his value is still rather high and i think i think it is. is it though it is it is. What are you going to offer me, Allen Robinson? Sure. No. One for one. <laughs> Not a chance. Kyle Pitts, I don't know. Like his, his value is high right now, but do you wait out another week for his value to drop even more? Like, what, like I'm actually It asking. can't drop any more than it is. I mean, he just won an entire season with But what if he touchdown. goes another, another game with two or three targets, one, two receptions? 
I think he's going to have a week this week like Eckler did this past week. Eckler really started well. off yeah. really, really slow, and Eckler had a very Eckler game uh, this past week where he scored three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts could have two or three touchdowns this week easily. I mean, it's a mis- he's a mismatch any which way. Um, Arthur Smith has a lot of injuries. This team's going to be playing from behind more times than not. Um, I, I think if they are and Kyle Pitts is in the game, then yes, Kyle Pitts is going to get his, and it's only a matter of time. I only need him to have a good week to win my week, right? And that's usually how fantasy football works. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he does have like two or three catches, I mean, like I'm okay with seven points from him every week. But if he has a blow-up week, you just won your week. So I'll take that chance every every single week. Uh, finally, we flexed Darnell Mooney to uh, throw in another disappointment in our all-bust team. Darnell Mooney should not be owned. Mm-mm. I don't think anyone in Chicago should be owned right now. Yeah, Justin Fields does not have it this year. I don't think he's... I don't think Justin Fields can be regarded as not the quarterback of the future for Chicago, but he's just struggling right now. I don't know what it is. He's just not developing at the rate that we need him to develop at or the bears need to need him to develop at. Yeah. I don't know. I would, yeah, just stay away from anyone on the bears uh, besides maybe Khalil Herbert right now. Yeah. Um, David Montgomery, trade him, trade him if you can. We also have a few honorable mentions here. Uh, we have Chase Claypool, Kenny Galladay, and I added in Javante Williams because of the season-ending injury. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think we can call it a bust. I think that's just he's been a bust know. through the first before the injury. He definitely, he he definitely hasn't lived up to it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he did suffer that uh, torn ACL, which is very unfortunate. Um, especially, you know, if you drafted Javante Williams, you drafted him in the second round. Uh, maybe third if mm-hmm. you fell there. But, um, yeah, Chase Claypool and Kenny Galladay should never be rostered ever again in fantasy football history. No. They shouldn't even be rostered on their own teams. They should not be rostered. You know, Chase Claypool, two two targets last week, zero receptions. Kenny Galladay um, is too hurt to stand on the sidelines. Um, so just never. His bones are dust, for never, sure. Never, ever, ever, ever. Uh, but uh, is that or, or any other people you want to talk about? I don't think so. We're probably going to add to this. Uh, I'd like to do like a midway season award show uh, where we provide awards. But again, if you have any of these players on your team, you cannot be thrilled. And and you're probably in the same boat I am. You know, like you're unsure of what to do with these players. Do you wait it out? Do you have the time to wait it out? Are you zero and four? If you're 0-4, you need to make some moves, right? Like, that's how these things work, right? Yeah, I just made some significant trades yesterday. You made a, a hell of a trade yesterday. Um, you traded you gotta almost ch- almost your entire team away. You got to you gotta do something, right? Like, it's do or die time. The 1-3 and three team traded with the 0-4 team, you know, just to mix things up. And that's exactly I it. hope it works out for you. Uh, finally, we're going to leave you off here with our favorite segment of the show. We have... Fantasy pickup of the week. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Let's take us away. All right. So my fantasy pickup of the week um, is someone that was probably already rostered, um, but he did get dropped in a lot of leagues recently, and that's Melvin Gordon. Um, he got dropped very heavily because um, it was very clear that Javante was getting all the work 
Melvin Gordon was fumbling. Um, things just weren't going his way. He was putting up very few fantasy points per week. But now, Javante Williams is out for the season. And yeah. so there is a very clear path for Melvin Gordon to have very high fantasy relevance here. Um, so chances are that he was already picked up on the waiver wire. Um, but if he is not, and there is a very good chance that he is not picked up, go out and get him because he is a solid start for the rest of the season. Insanity. like uh, That's fantasy football for you. He was just about to take off with the leading role, too. Javante Williams was. I know. He was getting all the work. Yeah. My uh, pickup of the week is George Pickens on the Pittsburgh Steelers. You should Pickens him up. Should be picking him up. Uh, The quarterback controversy is over in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin has come out and announced Kyle Pickett as Kenny Pickett. Pickett. (laughs) Jesus. You're a Steelers fan. I got Kyle Pitts on my mind. That's why. Kyle Pitts, yeah. yeah. Still thinking about Kyle Pitts. As you should. Kenny Pickett. It's Kenny Pickett time, guys, in Pittsburgh. And Mm -hmm. he is sparking new life into our Steelers. He is moving the ball. He is taking downfield shots, and he is really targeting George Pickens. And the reason is they... Because they have the same name. Well, they were both drafted. They're both rookies this year. They are both drafted this year. They also played on the B team so often throughout preseason and throughout, like, scrimmage. Um, so, obviously, they have chemistry there. And George Pickens is... His hands are made of glue. Like, everything sticks to his hands. He is a very physical receiver. Yeah, he is undersized, but he makes up for it in his toughness and his his physicality. And he also had one of the greatest catches. One of the greatest catches of all time. It was ridiculous. We're going to see that for years. Of all time. Is that better than the Yodel? I I think it is. And I'm a Giants fan, and I think it's better than that catch. You can throw the ball anywhere, and George Pickens could potentially make a play out of it. And that is what's happening. And he was completely horizontal. The Steelers are going to take some chances with um, the rest of their season and just let Kenny Pickett develop and let him do his thing. And I'm excited to see what happens here. But again, this could be big blow-up potential just like that rookie season for Odell where Odell went off Mm -hmm. after that catch Mm -hmm. and, like, was unstoppable and, like, took the lead by storm and just blew up. Yeah, That's what I can see George Pickens doing from here on out. So... Even if he doesn't do it, take a chance. The reward is bigger than the risk. So put him on your bench. When he starts to blow up, get him into your lineups. But my pickup of the week, George motherfucking Pickens. I was waiting for you to throw on that. Uh, That is going to do it for our episode. Thank you so much for listening as always. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 